not a religious person. I'm okay. a spiritual person. And there is a huge difference between the spirituality and the religion. And my Definitely. experience is that often the religion is not what's going to lead people to awakening and self-realization. I really believe that Ganesha is here to help us mm -hmm. open the way. And so that's why I've prayed so much. Ganesha was singing Ganesha mantra, praying Ganesha like every day, I think, just saying like, help me and remove the obstacle and I trust you. And honestly, it worked. If you want to connect with Krishna, a lot of courage. It's going to take an enormous amount of courage. We recently did an episode on Sri Krishna with Bhagavad Kathakar Sri Indresh Upadhyaji and we received a lot of love from you. This is another Hutke episode on Sri Krishna with our guest today, Matthew aka Krishna. Krishna has an interesting story how Matthew becomes Krishna. What drove him to Krishna consciousness and on the path of spirituality and yoga? If you like such episodes of The Ironic Show, make sure you like us, subscribe to our channel and share the episode as far as you can. Do not miss out to check us out on Spotify. Enjoy. Krishna, Hare Krishna. Hmm. I think with the name of Krishna, we can start off this podcast. So first of all, I'm really curious to know about. Uh, so while speaking to you, I came to know that your real name that your mother and father gave you was Matthew. Yes. Tell us about this journey from Matthew to Krishna. How did Matthew become Krishna? Okay. So, okay. So first thing first is that thank you so much, Rural Nick. For My pleasure. My doing pleasure. what you're doing. Uh, for me, it's so beautiful and important, and it's really a joy to meet you and to be with you today. Yes. My pleasure, Krishna. My absolutely my pleasure. Good. So the journey from the name that I had when I came into this body to like connection with Krishna consciousness. So when I came here, it was very quick for me to realize that. Um, something was not true and the reality that was going around, okay? Because mm. people walking on the street, not talking to each other, going to work, taking the bus, the metro, and living all their life like that, and then dying and being not super happy all the time, for me, it was clear something was not working. So... And I felt that I was not this body. I felt that I was here for a purpose. And I felt that all this personality that people were seeing in me and that I was trying to please some people and do the good thing and be recognized and fit into the system and listen to the school and listen to the government and do the good thing. And all this, I was like, no, this is not me. So I started okay. this search. Like of spirituality, this journey of spirituality to see, okay, who am I? Where do I come from? And why I am here, right? The big question that I think a lot of people are asking themselves. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> right? So I started this journey and I was, yeah, I think I was like 12 or 13 years old and I went into many different paths. So I followed like the red path of the native from North America and then the Buddhist path 
and then the path of the Celtic and the Wiccan tradition. So I studied many, many, many spirituality and I clean a lot of stuff. Like in yoga, we say like we need to clean like the channel, the nadi and do all this process of getting rid of all what we don't hmm. need. So I did that for many, many years and travel on my own for years and did many initiation. And one day I start seeing, when I went into India, I saw like those statues and I was attracted to India and I saw those statues. And when I saw them, the deity and like the incense and the colors and even like the Indian people, I was like, this is like, I recognize this, right? I feel home. And, and I was like, this is it. And then I started doing yoga and I just felt that I was, yeah, I was on my path and it was clear for me. Like everything else had prepared me to come onto that path. And there was no more doubt about it. So it was just like being back on track and I just have to watch what's going to happen <laughs> and trust, right? <laughs> so uh, I, I just did that and, and I prayed so much. I, I prayed since I was a kid to come to know who I was and to know the truth about this reality. I've prayed so much. So I believe that when we have this heart aspiration it's like if we tell the universe and we tell our higher consciousness that we are ready to know. And then it just comes. Okay. So when you finally decided that Matthew decided to become Krishna and change your name to Krishna and uh, follow the path of Hinduism. So this yeah. is a bit of personal question. I mean, I don't want to sound rude, but was there any opposition from your family? I mean, uh, were they against it? Were they for it? How, what was their reaction? Yeah. It's a good question because, and this is something that is on the path. Okay, so when we move higher and higher and higher mm. into consciousness and we realize that we are not this body, we are not this personality, we are not this mind, then everything change. And the right. friends and the family and the community when they start seeing that you're not the same anymore and you're not acting like they're used that you're acting, then it's confronting, right? Because it's like if you're being true, you're aligned and you're being true and you don't try to please anybody anymore. And you're like, no, this is me. <laughs> this is, I know this is me. So yes, the family can be um, like, there's distance that can be created, mm. like misunderstandments. Maybe sometimes judgment, but it's part of it. Right. But no matter what happened, no matter if the friends are going away, no matter if there's distance with the family or if there's new friends, all of this is not the most important. The most important is to stay in the center of who we are and to stay aligned with our soul. And everything outside, everything outside will come to test to see if we are ready to stay true. And this is what it is about. So yes, so, the family can be like, uh, not necessarily receptive at some level okay. and sometimes yes, but the most important is to stay true. This is what's important. Then 
the universe will make things happen how they need to happen as you mentioned that you have been fascinated by hinduism once you visited india so was it the only you know the color the what we call in hindi puja right was it only the that part of it or the idols the deities that you saw as structures or all those or was it the overall hinduism culture that really attracted uh, you towards hinduism yeah okay so what really struck me and what really attracted me was the deity okay the deity for me it was clear i recognized them the power was so clear for me so this is the thing that really attracted me but then what is important is that i don't consider my i'm not a religious person i'm okay. a spiritual person and there is a huge difference between the spirituality and the religion and my That's experience right. is that often the religion is not what's going to lead people to awakening and self realization it's the spirituality and for me that was clear that was clear that what was attracting to me it was the spirit it was the spirit okay. calling me so what was the first deity that you uh, that attracted you towards hinduism yeah so it was uh, ganesha so it was my sister my younger sister who's also like a yogi and she gave me when i was going to india she gave me a necklace with a ganesha on it okay and she told me yeah she told me like ganesha is going to like remove all obstacle in front of you so just trust okay. so i'm just so I, interrupting you ganesha is also known as in it's a sanskrit term vighnaharta is a hindi and sanskrit term so vighn is the obstacles that you said the any obstacles in your life harta is someone who can take away those obstacles from your life so yeah. you're absolutely right i mean your sister was absolutely right when she mentioned that yeah and i knew that i was going to have a lot of obstacle on yeah. this another fact for you uh, probably you would know that any you know uh, puja or anything that in a hindu family it starts with ganesha yeah even if you are performing puja to some other deity it will start with ganesha yeah wow and see because because that's what we need i really believe that ganesha is here to help us mm. open the way and so that's why i've prayed so much ganesha was singing ganesha mantra praying ganesha like every day i think just saying like help me and remove the obstacle and i trust you and honestly it worked it worked and it's hard to explain for people who don't necessarily believe in it but i'm telling people who don't believe in it it doesn't matter if you don't believe in it do it and you will see it will work <laughs> it's actually not something you can uh, you know force someone to believe it no. is actually to something to be felt yes it's more like something you will have to feel it to believe it yeah yeah right. yeah yes. please carry on yes so ganesha was the first and i and it's you know i, I saw him like like his face into mountains when i was mm. traveling and everywhere like in temple so i knew that he was there for me like in restaurant with like Ganesha always and I was like okay he's there he's with me so I just need to trust and then so I did a lot of my path like that and then at some point I was like okay 
I did a long journey and now I'm ready to let go of what I need to let go. Okay, because if we are not this personality, if we are not this body, if we are not our job, if we are not all the things that we possess, then we need to let go of them to see our true nature. So I was like, okay, now I'm ready to let everything go. So I, I knew it was Shiva, right? So then I okay. start my journey with Shiva and I just prayed Shiva to say, I'm ready. Everything that needs to go, I'm ready. And I trust. And this is a big leap of faith because I start to see all my friends going away. Right? They, they just left. Um, like the people I really love, uh, like distance, my job went away, my house went away, my land went away. I had no more money at all, like zero, no more money. Um, and then uh, I remember I was meditating one day and I had just like my suitcase and I was like in an apartment of my friend and I was meditating and I was like, I'm not getting up before I understand and that's something really shift in my life. And I meditate for like six hours. Wow. And then I fell asleep because I didn't have any more energy. And the next morning, my older sister called me and she said, dad left his body. Right. And so when that happened, my whole consciousness shift. I like I went to see his body in his house and I like felt him all around. And this is when I understood that, um, yeah, one of probably one, if not the most important things of my life was gone of his body. And this is where I understood that the most important thing in my life was to realize truly who I was and that I had nothing to lose anymore, nothing. And I just completely dive into my sadhana for like two years full on uh, with Shiva. And, and at some point, one of my teachers, she told me like, okay, it's enough. You don't have anything to lose anymore. You can stop praying Shiva a little bit. Give yourself a break and understand now that it's time for you to connect with Krishna. Okay. Yeah. So that's when your uh, attraction toward Krishna started. Was it? Well, I, I was uh, immediate always, attraction. Yeah, I, I always felt that strong, um, you know, attraction toward Krishna. But because okay. I wasn't the personality of Matthew, I was like, no, Krishna is just having so much fun all the time, and he's just like hanging around, and everybody likes him, and he's making joke, and he's super wise at the same time, and he's, a, he's, and I was like, no, he's like, I, I feel attracted, but <laughs> at the same time, it's like. And when my teacher told me that, I was like, okay, maybe it's true. You know, sometimes what we um, push away is our greatest teacher, right? So I told myself, maybe I'm taking all of this too seriously. And if I take this spiritual journey so seriously, maybe I'm never going to get it. And I think that is very true. If we take it too seriously, we're going to get to a wall and we won't be able to cross on the other side. So this is when Krishna came into my life. And 
I accepted to like surrender in love and in joy. What was what was that one thing that attracted you to Krishna? And what and actually two questions. What was that one thing that attracted you towards Krishna? And what's that one thing that keeps you hooked on to Krishna? Yeah. Okay. So one thing that really attracted me to Krishna it was his natural ability to love everybody to love everybody okay. and at the same time to love even his enemy right krishna is able to love his enemy and say like no you're not doing the good thing like wake up right but he loves them and then when the enemy is defeated he's like okay now you understand you got my imprint on you go back to the great ocean of creation and that's it right so that really attracted me because krishna is not like he's he don't want like bad for anybody he loves everybody and this is natural for him so i think this is really what resonate inside me because even like for me every human being the worst human being on the planet i don't hate them i love them so this was my connection with krishna all my life i knew that there is something bigger going on and there's no reason to hate anybody here well so it was love unconditional love <laughs> okay uh and courage and truth unconditional love courage and truth were the most powerful things that resonate with me in krishna okay Tell us more about Krishna. What have you uh, learned during your spiritual journey and your attachment toward Krishna? And I'm pretty sure that you also mentioned uh, while we are speaking that you have read Bhagavad Gita, the Rig Vedas, and everything. So, what what is about Krishna that you have learned? Yeah. Okay. So, what I would say is that all of this, okay, all this reality, hmm. okay, this is the great Leela, right? the great play okay and what happened is that we are unconscious when we come into this plane of existence we enter into unconsciousness okay so it's like if we fell asleep and we forgot where we come from who we are and why we are here and this is the great play of making the spiritual journey back to awakening self realization consciousness and enlightenment and for me krishna is the one who comes back life after life after life after life in krishna in buddha in rama to say this beautiful world we love it the truth is that we love this planet and i'm here to help you to see it so that everybody can preserve it because everybody have inside them krishna vishnu buddha and all of them and this essence of preservation we all want to keep living on this planet in a beautiful way but it's not going to happen if we don't realize who we are so for me what i've learned that is the most important of krishna's messages is we love this place we love nature we love prakriti and we need to take care of it with love 
And for that, to stop the war, and Krishna has tried in many ways, right, to fight against the evil, but the only way is through self-realization. And I think this is why I'm here, and this is Krishna consciousness, being here and saying, I'm going to be true with you, because I love you, and I know the path, and I can show it to you when you're ready. That's beautiful. Uh, you know, it is said that the deity that you worship, the deity that you follow, you then unconsciously or consciously absorb some of their traits. Someone yes. who follows Shiva will have some traits of Shiva. Someone who follows uh, Bajrangbali or Hanuman, as you would know, will have their traits. So do you feel that uh, you have absorbed some of the traits of Krishna in, in you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. What I know is that, in fact, when we make the spiritual journey to spirit and to our soul, this is when we discover our spiritual nature, hmm. right? That is not the personality, nothing to do with the personality. So we discover our true nature, and maybe for some it's Hanuman, Shiva, and all the other deity of this lineage or of other lineage. There's many lineage. Hmm. So when we see that and we open our chakra and energy center and the crown chakra, we open ourselves so that the spiritual being come down into the incarnation. You follow? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what happened is that we are open for the divine to inhabit this body. So that's why the whole personality changed because it's the spiritual nature coming in front of the being and being incarnate on the planet. So if it's Shiva, people will start to act more like the divine, like Shiva. If mm. it's Krishna, it's gonna be like Krishna, you know? So uh, absolutely. And this is where it's important to surrender, to trust and let go of the personality and let go of the fear and of the ego. So, okay. so yes. Is this process is this process easy or it takes a lot of uh, years, I mean, a lot of meditation and a lot of hard work to absorb those traits and to have those I mean, traits of your uh, idol or the deity that you follow to have absorbed their traits? Is it through the path of spirituality that you have to walk for years and years? How is that whole process? How does that work? How has that worked for you and how it typically works? Okay. So, yes, it takes work, it takes discipline, it takes discernment, it takes courage, it takes immense amount of love, um, because this is all the willingness that we need to achieve that, right? This is the game. It's, it's, a, it's not necessarily easy. So, the path is clear. The path of yoga really work if we do the whole path to its roots and that's what i did so okay what i know is that you know in in the bhagavad gita that's what krishna that's what we talk about the whole different way of yoga that are important right like bhakti yoga like devotion is important uh like they're like karma yoga they're all important the asana is important because we need a strong aligned body 
to absorb this energy because the vibration is so high that if we don't have a strong body, people get heart sick, people can vomit because the energy is so strong that people get dizzy if okay. they don't do the asana and they're not able to stand in meditation long enough to absorb this light energy. So yes, it takes work. Yes, it will take, it will take everything. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> it will take everything. <laughs> it will take everything because this is everything. And I think that nowadays people are ready. So I think it doesn't need to take many life. I, I know it can be done in two years and even faster. Okay. So my, here comes my next question. What is the way to reach Krishna as per you? Yeah. Okay. Well, through yoga, this is absolutely sure. Um, okay. Because it opened, it opened the channel. So through the whole path of yoga, this is the path of Krishna, right? This is like yoga. He talks about it. <laughs> so mm -hmm. if you do what he say, you're going to connect with him. And then playfulness, right? Because this is a great game. So if I'm not enjoying it and if I'm not playing, it's like not a lot of chance that I will feel the energy of Krishna. So play, love, developing unconditional love. So every time it's challenging, like open, open to love because love is always there. And Krishna is like full of love. <laughs> so open to love. Courage. Okay, if you want to connect with Krishna, a lot of courage. It's going to take an enormous amount of courage. And courage is basically acting from your heart. So more action from your heart, being true. The more true you are with yourself, the faster you will connect. Because Krishna is truth, right? So if you want to connect with truth, well, you need to be true. <laughs> and wow. then, um, you know, like, I don't know if you heard about like the the Ras, Krishna Ras, the great dance that he do with the gopi, right? Ras Lila. Yeah. So basically, like in Krishna, he, he even talked about it like um, in, uh, in the Bhagavad Gita. It is an elixir. So hmm. through the practice of yoga, through developing the quality and through drinking the elixir of the God, you will reach Krishna. You will reach Krishna consciousness. You will reach your soul and you will realize who you are and the source. And without it, there is not a lot of success if there is success at all. So the great Lila and the great source of all of this, it's the elixir of the God. So when you say the elixir of the God, uh, do you mean the Soma Amrit? Yeah, so Soma Amrita, Soma, there's many kind of Soma. Uh -huh. Soma Amrita is the elixir of non-death, right? So we understand that okay. there is no death. And this is when the priest, the Vedic priest took it. This is when they went to see the God and they realized who they were. And then they came back and they were like, what can arm us as we know who we are? As we know we are not this body. So let's hmm. drink. Let's drink this elixir to know and not forget again who we are. 
and slowly we open and we realize everything. Okay. And how does one find this elixir of God or the Soma Amrita as you spoke? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> so it is a very complex elixir, right? It took me like years of like profound research and seeking and prayers and meditation to find it. So how one can find it first, I think like I know that one need to be ready and to be okay. completely devoted to this path. And when that happens, the elixir will come to you. It will come to you. And it's probably much closer than you think. So basically, like there's like some ingredients that are important. It's it's such a sacred elixir. And that's why when you start to understand Somamrita, that it's like the milk of the cow is super important. Okay, like so fermented milk is super important in the elixir. And that's when you can understand why the cow are so sacred mm-hmm. and why Krishna is taking so much care of the cow. So fermented milk from the cow is super important. And then ghee is super important. The butter that becomes ghee is super important. Mm-hmm. With this, you do the extraction of Ganga. Okay? It's a okay. huge process. And then... I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it because I love it. Yeah, please, please go ahead. Okay. So then in the Somamrita, and you can search for it, there is psilocybin mushrooms. Okay. And psilocybin mushroom grows on cow dung. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And this is why cow were so sacred because they give the psilocybin mushrooms and they give the fermented milk and they give the butter will become the ghee. Mm-hmm. And if you look at psilocybin mushrooms, when you take them, they're blue. So, yeah, so, you know, like, why is Krishna blue, right? Mm-hmm. And why is, like, this whole thing when they turn the ocean and then the liquid comes out and Shiva right. comes to save everybody and he's, like, taking it into his mouth and then he become blue, Right. So you can connect all the dots when you understand that all of this has been put here so that we can recreate that super powerful elixir and very fast understand everything that's going on. So so how one can do it, lots of devotion, lots of openness, lots of readiness, lots of like doing the path just focus on the path and it will come it will come it's all made in a perfect way so one thing that i would like to really i'm really interested to know so you just mentioned what is the way to reach krishna right and this goes for all the other deities what is that or what are those things which are a myth about krishna or which is not the exact truth about krishna which someone who does not know about Krishna would probably just make up uh, something in his mind, but that's not the truth. Yeah. Well, you say it very well. You say it very well. Somebody will make up something in his mind. Okay, so that's the property of the mind. That's the vritti of the Mm. mind. Making stories (laughs) that are not true. (laughs) So, 
what is true about Krishna and what is not true about Krishna, well, it's very simple, right? It's very simple. Like, what is true is that Krishna exists. Krishna is here. Krishna is everywhere. Krishna is complete, unconditional love. Krishna is the way. Krishna is the way to awakening and self-realization. And Krishna is here for everybody without exception. So okay. this is what's important. And Krishna is from the source and is a direct line. It's a direct line to the source. And this is clear. And there is no doubt about it. Everything else, it's not important. Okay. Okay. Everything else is not as important because ultimately the line is clear, right? So hmm. some people will say, oh, like it's okay to do the war because Krishna tell Arjuna you need to fight and all of this. Ultimately, those are stories that needed to happen so that people can understand something. And ultimately, mm -hmm. what is there to understand with, for example, the Bhagavad Gita is that at the end of the day, the war didn't resolve the situation. Arjuna and the Pandavas were not in peace. They were the king of the kingdom yes. with everything they needed and they were not at peace. So what have they done? They left to the Himalaya to realize who they were. And that's when they reach inner peace and inner joy. So no war will end violence on this planet. And the only way is self-realization. So I think that's the message. I think that's the message. And that, I think that's what is the most true about Krishna is that the way is to realize who we are. And once we realize who we are, everything comes into place. Okay. So I have another very related question. I mean, the topic that you are just speaking about. So my question is, what as per you, what is the, or as per the Krishna's path, what is the core of all suffering in this world? What is the oh, yeah. one thing? Yeah. Is it, is it, uh, you know, your greed or is it, you know, uh, the yeah. unending thirst of having everything, owning everything and not giving it to, you know, the higher being just wanting more and more. So what do you think is the core of all, all suffering in this world? Yeah. So, I know that the suffering, the root cause of suffering is ignorance. Okay. okay. And what I mean by ignorance is unconsciousness. So as long as someone is unconscious of the ultimate reality and of who they are, they have fear of everything outside that they're not controlling. Okay. So ignorance lead to fear you follow yeah okay and then fear lead to all kind of behavior that just bring more suffering okay because okay. you're feeling you won't have enough money so you become greedy you're fearful that uh somebody will threaten you and that you will lose this body so you will fight you're afraid of a bunch of things so Fear is one of the strongest demon, one of the strongest vritti of the mind that 
the only way to overcome is to realize who you are because then you have nothing to lose and you're not afraid anymore. And once you're conscious, then there's no more suffering. It's, it's the end of suffering. Self-realization and enlightenment is the end of suffering. And all suffering comes from attachment and fear that comes from ignorance. So the root is ignorance, attachment, fear, and so forth and so on. Okay. You have spoken a lot about love uh, yeah. since the beginning of the podcast. Uh, since we started talking about Krishna, you have just spoken about unconditional love. So for you, uh, from Krishna's perspective, I mean, when I say Krishna, I mean you, what is love? How do yeah. you just explain love? Yeah. Okay. So love is an energy. Okay? Love is, in my experience, the most powerful, the most blissful, the most joyful energy that exists in the whole universe. And how we can experience more love and unconditional love, because unconditional love means without any condition. So it yeah. means that you open yourself, you open yourself to feel that energy because the energy of love is everywhere, all the time, always in all space, mm. okay? So it's not about trying to get love from someone else. It's not about trying to get, do something to be love in return. It's not about that. This will never fulfill the desire to feel love. This will be fulfilled if one open itself. That's why we talk about the chakra and yoga. You open your heart chakra, and the more you open to whatever is, the more you will feel love. The more you open to love, the more you will feel love and see all the condition going away. It doesn't mean that you will necessarily uh, spend your time with certain people or do certain things. It's just you will love no matter what. You, you feel love no matter what. So I feel love for you no matter what, right? I, like you're so beautiful and you're so amazing and I can see like all your beauty, so I feel all this love, right? And this is for everybody. So for me, this is what love is, is recognizing that love is always there. And this is what everybody really wants to feel. So we, we just need to open ourselves, open ourselves to see each other and to love each other. Because the truth is that we really love each other. <laughs> I'm, I've started loving you. Uh, that was that was beautiful. That was beautiful, Krishna. Okay. Uh, since you're just talking about yoga, let's continue that discussion. You're big time into yoga. I believe yeah. you also conduct classes for other people. Yeah. How do you get into yoga? And my next part of the question is, how important is yoga and meditation yeah. to start that path of spirituality and be on it? How does it help? Yeah. Okay. So what I would say is that it's clear for me that self-realization comes from yoga. Okay? okay, if you look out, like what is the root of self-realization? Where does this concept and this experience come from? Comes from yoga. Okay, this is very clear. So, why yoga is important? 
because it's the path that's going to lead you to who you are. (laughs) Right? So how did I get into yoga? I think it's because like my sister was doing yoga and one day I was like, oh, I'm going to go in a yoga class. Why not? You know, like people are nice. People are beautiful. People seem to enjoy. (laughs) So let's go and try it out. And I tried my first yoga class. And after the class, the teacher went to me and she said, you should be a yoga teacher. You would be great. And at this time, I was like, I don't think so. (laughs) And it just went away. And, you know, life happened. And I realized that the more yoga I do, the full path of yoga, the Mm. full path of yoga, the more I do it, the more I realize that everything about yoga like ultimately is true okay like it's true the path will lead you to awakening and self-realization and i realized that the more i do it the more i was coming close to that and why it's important it's important because meditation helps to focus your attention on a certain point right this is what meditation is about focus on a certain point and keep your attention straight on that line and why it's important is because when we get into altered state of consciousness if we don't have the concentration and the ability to focus our attention we get lost into other dimension and if we want to get to the source we need to focus on one point which is the source and follow it and without powerful meditation it's not possible so meditation is important for that and all parts of yoga are important like asana is important for the body mm. you know like kirtan and bhajan to open the heart because you need to open all your chakra so yeah yeah yoga uh, you guys are important because it's union <laughs> so if people are tired to feel separate yoga is the way if you have to explain the stages of yoga or if someone is just starting out on the yoga journey and the meditation journey so what are the stages of yoga? I mean, uh, if I have to tell you in a very layman's language, I mean, someone who goes to a gym, first he has to do some stretchings, then some warm-ups, you know, suddenly then, then they go ahead with do the cardio exercises. And after maybe a certain point of time, maybe a couple of weeks after that, they will start doing the weight exercises, you know, the heavy weight exercises, all those things. So when someone is just has started the his yoga journey, meditation journey, what are the stages to it? How does one evolve in uh, in his yoga journey? Yeah. Okay. So what I would say is, when someone feel the calling to start the journey of yoga, it is to do what feel good in the heart. So if, for example, for some people, what feel good and the heart is to do the asana. I would tell mm-hmm. the person, start like this. Start doing asana and start to discipline yourself. Even if you just do like one sun salutation every morning, do it. So start with what you love. If you start with what you don't like and what is so hard, you're going to mm-hmm. give it up. So if right. it's asana, start with asana. Meditation, dhyana, start with meditation. If it's mantra, start with mantra, right? If it's like bhajan, start with bhajan, with music. But then, practice this as much as you like. 
and start to implement in your sadhana what is more challenging because they're all important so if you start with mantra then start doing meditation even if it's just one minute every day start doing meditation and start doing asana even if it's just 15 minutes a day and keep doing it open keep doing it and teacher will come what you need will come if you if someone is ready everything will come in place so it's just it's just happening so people like start doing meditation one minute a day start doing asana just mm. some salutation in one posture and then start singing start playing music and enjoy enjoy the process enjoy the opening enjoy 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 this is all about enjoying yeah meeting people practicing together opening opening and the more we open the more we are ready the faster we get there <laughs> okay tell us about the you you are mentioning that uh, in order to get the traits of the deity that you are, you love or you follow you have to open your heart chakra the crown chakra for that spirit to get inside you right yeah. tell us something about these chakras and how one can activate their chakras i i know there are seven chakras but i would request you to if you can just explain these seven chakras and what can one do to activate these seven chakras okay so that's really beautiful question okay so first is like first there is what like for example somebody can pray a certain deity like for example shiva and mm -hmm. say oh i want to be shiva for example i want like more of shiva inside okay so this is good and this will help and at the same time it might not be the ultimate realization that someone will have the connection like i thought that the ultimate connection i would have would be with shiva Mm. right this is what right. I thought here and when i went super deep into meditation and out of my body and when i went into spirit i realized it was not it was clearly not shiva right okay so this is important to understand is that like it's good to like feel any deity that we feel called to and not be attached to it because if we are attached to it we are blocking the universal consciousness to give us what we really need and to show us who we really are so not being attached okay. first thing if i'm attached to anything i'm closing myself and i close the chakra to what is real and to the ultimate truth so how to open the chakra open open yourself to whatever it is okay and then practical exercise for example that really help is okay meditation really help if people like for example for the first chakra the root chakra if someone is meditating and bring all the attention to the root chakra and you just start to feel it you just bring all your attention there and you relax and you feel it and maybe it will take some time but after a moment you will start to feel a certain energy okay that is very like it's a good energy it's like um 
It's like tasting sweet honey, okay? So you bring your attention, and the more you want to feel something, the more you bring your attention, the more you will feel it. And then the root chakra, this is where the Kundalini is. So the more we bring attention to the root chakra and to the Kundalini, the more we feel it. And slowly, it will start to move inside. People will feel it. And you feel it in your first chakra. And then it opens itself. If you bring your okay. attention somewhere, and you put lots of love, and you relax the stress, and you relax the muscle, it will open itself. And you will start to feel it. And what can really help is doing meditation with a specific intention and using ganja in the dark or with a candle because ganja quiet the mind if you use it well and it will help you to bring all your attention in that chakra and it will help you to open it but you need to do it with a certain intention you need to do it in a spiritual sacred way because if you're using ganja to like escape your problem you're going to become numb and ganja will be like okay you just want to like escape your problem and become numb mm. i'm going to give you that right but if you use ganja to open yourself to who you are it can do miracle so okay this is for the first chakra and then it's the same for every chakra you bring your attention to open those chakra and you sit and you meditate and you just let it open and you feel it, you will feel, it will open. And your throat, same thing. And the more you go deep in the practice, the more it will open, the more it will unlock everything that was blocked. And then there's many asana that will help. There's like each asana help to open the chakra. So you can look it up, you can do some research like uh, opening, for example, like throat chakra, what help? Then you do the fish, for example, and you open your throat, mm. and you open your chest, for example, okay? Or you do the wheel, and it's even like you open everything. So that's why the asana are so important. So okay. meditation, so mantra, bija mantra, bija mantra for each chakra. So powerful. You, you sit, you do the bija mantra with a fire or with a candle. With a fire, it's even more powerful. You sit in front of the fire and you do the bija mantra with each chakra. And if you do it with ganja in a very sacred way, you will realize stuff that you cannot imagine. <laughs> okay. For listeners, if you could please explain what is bija mantra? It's the seed mantra. So it's a sound. Those are like the primordial sound of the creation that create this whole um, holographic reality. And with those seeds mantra that are connected with our chakra, with the wheel of energy, when you repeat them, it helps to activate them. And it helps to open. And what happens is that the more you open the chakra, the more love and the energy can go through you. Because like I told you, Love, energy, light, everything is always here present. So it's just a matter of opening ourselves to feel it go through us. So Bija Mantra help to open and activate the chakra in meditation 
if you have good attention and you bring all your attention there, and if you use all the technique and all the tool of Diana meditation with a fire, with incense if you can, with like cross leg position, if you can get into lotus position at some time, it's incredible the energy that can circulate. And if you can use ganja in a sacred way, you can move forward on the path very fast. So Krishna, my next question is on the use of ganja, right? You just yeah. mentioned. So in India, weed is not weed is not legal, right? There are certain parts of the, I think most of the countries have not legalized uh, weed consumption legal. But still there are some certain countries which have legalized uh, weed, right? So if I have to talk about a typical practice in Central America, uh, which is ayahuasca, right? Wherein yeah. they use uh, certain uh, intoxicants to, for to you know activate your chakras and to get into path of spirituality. So are you when you say uh, use of ganja to you know calm your mind and uh, do meditation? So are you referring to a certain pra- parallel practice to that of ayahuasca? Um, no, ayahuasca is different. Okay. Uh, I did I did ayahuasca, and um, it's a different lineage. Okay, there's many. They call it medicine. Ayahuasca is like in Spanish, is like medicina. Mm-hmm. So this is a different path that will bring people to a profound healing journey, profound realization, and a lot of like wonderful and amazing gift. You know, like in ayahuasca, it's a whole tradition and it's a whole lineage of its own um it's like ideal like ceremonies of ayahuasca but at some point on the path it's important to choose one path and one lineage otherwise the door of consciousness mm-hmm. cannot open so there's a moment where i was i had to choose and it was like okay what do i choose and for me it was yoga so ayahuasca will bring people into the reality and dimension that ayahuasca can bring mm. people, which is extraordinary. But it's not the same. It's not the same realization. It's not the same path. Okay. I will just uh, request if you can quickly tell us a bit, uh, how was your ayahuasca experience? What happens there? Uh, okay. So, like, what happens there? Well, for me... It's interesting that you're asking this question. Very beautiful. I love it. When I did my ayahuasca ceremony, it's the first time that I felt so much love inside me. So it's beautiful that you're asking this. It's the first time that I felt like so Mm. much love that was there. And it was a profound realization. So everybody got their own... uh, journey with ayahuasca but me i remember the first time i remember like the woman singing and it was so beautiful and it's the first time that i understood what love is and how it can be felt and how powerful it is okay yeah and then you know like there's all those journey with ayahuasca we go into other dimension and we meet other beings that's not the theme of the discussion so we'll leave that out (laughs) so my next uh, Part of question is related to Krishna, but not exactly Krishna. You have read the Bhagavad Gita, right? So yes. if I have to ask you 
टेल अस फाइव लेसन ऑफ द भगवद गीता दैट यू जस्ट दैट यू फॉलो एंड दैट यू ऑल्सो वुड वॉन्ट एवरी वन टू फॉलो इन दिस वर्ल्ड ओके सो वन थिंग ऑफ द भगवद गीता इज वेन अर्जुना is trapped into all the conflict of his mind on the battlefield before going into battle right he's right. like going crazy he's like i cannot fight this is my family and all of this and he's going crazy he drops his weapon and he don't want to fight so and he want to know what's going on he want to know the truth so krishna show him who he is krishna say okay you want to know who am i this is who am i in arjuna it blows his mind right it transcend when we say it's going to blow your mind mm. it's because it transcend the mind and arjuna see the truth of who is krishna so then we can understand that arjuna was not seeing who krishna was truly and krishna is showing arjuna who he is and the invitation for me and that is that everybody can see who they truly are themselves and who the other is truly and when we all see who we truly are we live in a different world okay so this is one of the lesson that we are not who we think we are krishna was not who arjuna thought he was and he's telling arjuna this family is not who you think they are right so to remember that this personality this body is not who we are truly and the journey of yoga is to realize that okay so this is a message yeah and then that the whole practice of yoga will lead you to realize this first thing that you are not who you think you are and that everybody around is not who you think they are so every practice of yoga is important not just one and i see a lot of people they're stuck into one and they don't get to self realization i'm like of course <laughs> everything is important so second every path is important and all aspect of yoga are important second one and third one he talk about soma amrita right he say like he clearly state that they drank the nectar of the god the soma juice so third one <laughs> soma is the root of yoga soma for me it's the root of yoga and if we want to get back to the root of who we are we need to follow the whole path to the roots of it and the root of it is the elixir of the god and that's okay. clear so those i would say are the three main important thing and the last one is or the fourth one is that at the end of the day it was a huge massacre we've tried out we did this war it was a huge massacre a lot of people died and we had peace for some years but at the end of the day arjuna and the pandavas 
were not in peace and they had to leave to the Himalaya to realize who they were and war came back. So the message is that no matter what we do, violence is not going to work. No matter how much war we wage upon this world, it will not work. So for me, that's, that's important. And the only thing that will work is if we come in peace inside, if we learn who we are, and if we drop all the weapons. That's beautiful, Krishna. Uh, Krishna, before we let you go, uh, I would just request you because there are a lot many, you know, young listeners of the podcast, right? Uh, what would be your message for them? For the young? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, first, I love them so much. They're like, they're so beautiful. Like, and my message to you, all the young people, is that you are so perfect. You are so beautiful. You are so full of potential. And just trust. Trust that you are perfect. Trust that you are wonderful. And don't take it personal, whatever people are telling you. Whatever family, friends, government, anything is telling you, don't take it personal. And remember, you are divine and everything is perfect everything will work out and yeah we're here for you all the young people like you know you are here for us and we are here for you because uh, once we are gone you will keep carrying the flame so and i believe in you i believe in you all the young you're just wonderful and you will live in a wonderful world I have no doubt about it. Uh, thank you, Krishna. That brings us to the end of this beautiful podcast, Krishna. And thank you so much. Uh, there was so much to, you know, more than learning. I would say it was just beautiful listening to you. The way you speak about Krishna, the way you speak about yoga and meditation, it really shows how passionate and how much in love you are with Krishna. That really comes out when you speak. I had a really wonderful time with you, speaking to you. And I hope you too had a wonderful time. Yes, it was fantastic. It went so fast. I'm like, oh, but like, uh, I want to keep speaking with you. <laughs> so thank you so much, Ronik, for this wonderful opportunity. I'm just so grateful for your work and all of what you're doing. And your wisdom in doing what you're doing, it's precious. And I just hope to see you again, maybe in India. or uh, sure. on... So whenever you are in India, we will definitely catch up. Yes, we will. Thank you, Thank you so, so much, much, Krishna. Yeah. yeah, It was a great blessing. Much love to you. Same here. Same here. Much love to, to you from the Ironic Show. Yes. Thank you. Take care. Yeah.